Genesis chapter 3, verse number 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, I want us just to look at something here for just a moment before we move to the book of Matthew. In this promise, in this prophetic word that's being spoken, verse 15, God says to the serpent, he's talking to the devil, and he said, I'm going to put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, And it, that is the seed of the woman, it shall, everyone say shall, it shall bruise thy head. It shall bruise thy head. And thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, it it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out if I've got a choice between a bruised head and a bruised heel, I'll take the bruised heel. Leave my head alone. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the Lord was making a very clear statement. The devil, what little victory you win is going to be very insignificant compared to the victory that the one who's coming is going to win. And God said, it shall happen. Everyone say shall. Now, Matthew chapter 21. Matthew 21, verses 21 and 22. Matthew 21, verses 21 and 22. Oh, I feel like preaching here today. Matthew 21, verses 21 and 22. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, or truly, I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree. Now, for those who don't know, this verse, Jesus is speaking, they had passed by a tree, a fig tree, and Jesus cursed it. And the Bible said that the very next morning that tree was was dried up from the roots. That tree died overnight because the Lord cursed it and the disciples were amazed at how quickly that work had been done. And Jesus said, I'm telling you, if you've got faith and you doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. It shall be done. It shall be done. Everyone say shall. Now, my title today 
may not sound familiar to most of you. Um, but it's not the first time I've used the title, and I'll explain in just a moment. But I'm going to preach to you, teach, really teach for a little while, and I think, I think it's going to evolve into more than that before I'm done. I pray that it does. But I, I want to, I want to bring this thought to you today, the surety of shall. The surety of shall. God said to the devil, the Messiah shall bruise thy head. And the Lord said to his followers, you can speak to this mountain. And I'm sorry, we didn't read verse 22, did we, Brother Chad? I'm sorry. I want to get that verse too uh, as well. I want to get verse 22 as well because it's important to what I've got to say. But he said in verse 21 of Matthew 21 that if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast, it shall be done. And then in verse 22 he says, and all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall, you shall, I want to say shall, you shall receive. You shall. Oh, I feel this today. Whatever you ask in prayer, all things, he said, all things. All things. Whatever, whatever you ask in prayer, believe it. You, you shall receive. And so I'm going to preach to you, teach about the surety of shall. Would you put your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands, lift our voices. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here today. Let's talk to God right now. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I need you today. I ask you, Master, that you would use me, God. Oh, Lord God, I need the help of the Holy Ghost. I can't do this without you, God. Lord, I offer myself to you and you in a flesh. I'm your servant, God. Lord, would you anoint me today? I'm not worthy to be anointed. But God, I can't do it without your anointing. So I ask God, anoint my lips. God, and speak through me to this people. Let the will of the Holy Ghost be done, I pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can we praise him one more time before we're seated, everybody? Let's praise the Lord. Let's pra- Come on, let's really praise the Lord. Let's really praise the Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Praise God. You may be seated. I said a moment ago, this is not the first time that I've used this title. And so let me, let me explain here to you. Uh, on Sunday night, January the 14th, 2001, 
Yes, that's been over 20 years ago, 20 and a half years ago, uh, almost. I preached a message to this church that I entitled The Surety of Shall. And I am going to use many of the scriptures that I used that night in this message today. However, yesterday, the Lord brought this message back to my mind after all these years. And the Lord showed me something that I somehow had overlooked in all of this. And he showed me an aspect of all of this that is absolutely necessary. And so I'm coming back all of these years later. And um, not, I'm not apologizing. I still believe everything I said then. But I guess I'm enhancing what I said all those years ago by adding a very important factor to what I preached then. So if you will allow me, I'm going to do what I feel like the Lord wants me to do here this morning. And I want to, I want to lay out the uh, principles that I brought to the church so many years ago. And I don't have time to reteach that or re-preach that message that I preached back then. Don't want to. I just want to lay the foundation. And then I want to come and build on that foundation something that is extremely important to us. Amen. Amen. Now, when we talk about this word shall, and you've heard me talk about it a lot. You've heard me talk about the importance and the significance of this word shall. There are far too many occurrences in the scripture of this word shall for us to go through all of them. In fact, I think if I remember right, uh, there are some 6,000 plus verses where the word shall appears. Uh, and it appears uh, nearly 10,000 times in the King James Bible. So you don't want me to go through every scripture where it appears. And not everyone is relevant to what I'm going to talk about here today. But, but I began uh, the message all those years ago by concentrating on the usage of this word shall uh, in conjunction with the promises that God made. And the very first promise that we read that came from the mouth of God as recorded in Scripture is what we have read in our text in Genesis chapter 3. Now, I've got so far to go today that you're just going to have to kind of watch Brother uh, Goff, if you would. I'm going to skip over some things and, and uh, try to just uh, get the point across and get to where I want to go, uh, or I won't have time, and I cannot make this a series. It's just not going to be effective that way. So, so, so bear with me, but I've read as my text uh, part of my text, Genesis chapter 3, and the Lord made it very clear, and he was very definite when he spoke 
to the spirit that was inside of that serpent in the garden of Eden. God did not hesitate. God didn't leave any, pardon the pun, wiggle room. Well, hallelujah. We're talking about a serpent here, all right. So, so God didn't leave any wiggle room. God made it clear when he said to the serpent, I'm going to tell you something. You may think that you've won today in this garden. There will be another battle that's coming down the road. It's going to be a while, but it will come. But let me tell you now, devil, when it comes, yeah, you're going to bruise his heel. But before he's finished, he is going to bruise your head. And when God made that promise, he didn't say it might and God didn't include the word if God said let me just say this right here right now he shall bruise your head he shall do it now it was some 4,000 years later before it happened but it was writing on God's shall and it took place at Calvary it took place amen then after pointing that out I went through uh, uh, a few prophecies that uh, included the word shall and uh, I did this so that I could establish a basis that when God ever said shall, he, he tried to set the stage for us to help us to understand that if God ever said shall, he meant business. There was no backing down. There was no backing up. There was no going around it. There was no getting out of it. If, if God ever said shall, then it was going to happen. Well, hallelujah. And again, I don't have time to go through all of them. So we're just going to hit a few of them, all right? Just stay with me here. Isaiah 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself, the Lord himself shall, shall, give, you a shall sign. give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive mm. and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. A virgin shall conceive. Now listen, there's a promise that defies all the laws of human biology, but God didn't care what the laws of human biology were. God's not bound by those laws. He created those laws. He put them into effect, and God knows how to rise above every law that he ever created. And when God said there's going to come a day that a little virgin girl that's never known a man is going to have a baby God said it shall happen she shall conceive and there was a day that Mary was visited by an angel and the angel said the Holy Ghost is going to come on you amen it's going to take place Mary God said she shall conceive. And she did. She did. Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Listen to this. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, uh -huh. yet out of thee shall he come shall forth unto me. Shall he come forth. That is to be a ruler in Israel, yeah. whose going forth have been told of old uh -huh. from everlasting. Now, now, God chose Mary. God chose Joseph. But God said that Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. 
Mary and Joseph weren't from Bethlehem. They didn't live in Bethlehem. And you know what God did? God moved on a heathen king and had him institute a law that forced them to leave their home and travel for miles to get to a city named Bethlehem and to be there just in time for this promise in Micah 5 and 2 to be fulfilled. Why was it important that Mary and Joseph get to Bethlehem? I'll tell you why. Because God said shall. And when God says shall, he doesn't care if he's got to interrupt human government. He doesn't care, amen, what he's got to do. When God says shall, it's going to happen. Amen. It was true not only in the Old Testament prophecies, but we looked at two New Testament prophecies that, that also, also, and these were prophecies that they came to pass. Listen to Matthew chapter 12, verse 40. For as Jonas was three Jonas days and three, three nights days and in the three belly nights of whale's, whale's belly, so shall the Son of so Man be three days. Shall the Son of Man three days and three, three, days nights, and three nights in the heart of the earth? Now he shall be, and he said he shall be there three days, three nights. That's it. I'm telling you, by the end of the three days and three nights, there wasn't a stone big enough to keep him in that grave. There wasn't. And, and you know, it's amazing because Pilate told them, make it as sure as you can. Isn't that interesting? Make it as sure as you can. Seal it up. Make sure that they can't get out of it, that the disciples can't get into it. I don't care what Pilate said. I don't care what the Romans soldiers did. Jesus said, the Son of Man shall be there only three days. And at the end of those three days and three nights, that stone was rolled away. Matthew 17 verse 23. And they shall kill him. And the third day the he third shall be day, raised again. The third day he's going to be raised. Again, hallelujah. Amen. I'm just telling you, when God says, shall. Everyone say, shall. Everyone say, shall. Everyone say, shall. Come on, everybody say, shall. I'm telling you, when God says, shall, you can count on it coming to pass. There is a surety about the word, shall, that gives us a definite reason to believe his promise. Amen. There is no condition. When God says shall, then it shall. It shall come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, after showing you that when prophecies were issued and God used the word shall, they came to pass exactly as God said they would. I then talked about promises that God made. We went from prophecies, and everybody shouts about the fact if God prophesied it and said shall, then we know it's going to happen. Well, it doesn't change when it goes from prophecy to promise. It's the same God. And it's the same shall. 
I had a long, long list in my original message, and I just don't have time to go through those. But I just want to hit a few, and I'm going to try to just get through them as quickly as I can because I'm going somewhere here today. Amen. Let's just look at a few of the promises that God made. Amen. And he included the word shall. Let's start with the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, verses 4 through 9. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. They shall, they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall they inherit the shall earth. They shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall they be filled. They shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. They shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall they see God. They shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called they the children of God. They shall be called the children of God. Does anybody believe these promises? Does anybody believe that the same God who prophesied about a virgin girl, the same God who prophesied about raising from the dead after three days, that when he says, blessed are the hungry, they shall be filled. God's going to honor that promise. Just like he honored the prophecies. Amen. I gotta hurry. I can't I can't get hung on these things. Matthew 6 33. Matthew 6 33. But seek, seek ye first, first the kingdom, kingdom of God and his, his righteousness, righteousness and, and all, these, all things these things shall be added what? unto you. What? What? They what? Oh, feel the Holy Ghost. All these things what? They shall be added. Hallelujah. Matthew 16 and 19. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Give unto the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth earth shall be bound in heaven. heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Oh, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. How about Philippians 4.19? But my God shall my God. Wait a minute. My God what? Shall. My God what? My God what? Come on, somebody. My God what? Might. Maybe. Could. Is able. No. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Now, listen, when God puts shall in the equation, it doesn't matter if it's positive or negative, it works just the same. If shall is there, it's definite. It's sure. How about this one, Matthew 16 and 18? And I say also unto thee, thee, thou art Peter. Peter. And upon this rock, uh, upon this rock, I will build my I will church. Build my church, and the gates and of the hell, gates of hell shall, not shall not prevail against. Listen, it's just as sure when he says it shall not. Listen to me, devil. You can do what you want to do. You can do your best to slow it down. You can do your best to hinder it. But I want you to know, devil, you shall not. You shall not prevail. 
God help me. I got I to gotta spare this voice of mine because I'm not where I want to go yet. Hallelujah. But I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Now all of that, all of that was in the message 20 years ago. And, and we're shouting about it here today, just like you did, no doubt. I don't remember. I'm telling you, and this is the amazing thing. My wife and I were talking about it. I was talking about a conversation I'd had with somebody. The response I gave, and she said, your memory is better than you think it is. I said, honey, listen, my memory is not great. I forget everything. But there are times when I need it, and the Holy Ghost just prompts me. And God just brings things back to my memory that I've lost otherwise. I, I don't remember it except the Holy Ghost brings it. And, uh, and, and that's what I don't remember. I don't remember what happened when I preached this message. I don't remember what kind of response I got. I don't, I don't know, but the Lord just reminded me that I'd preached it. So I had to go back and look it up. Now, 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 now look, we, we, we're shouting today about all of this. We shout about how God honors the word shall. But the fact of the matter is, let's just be honest and let's get down where the rubber meets the road today. The fact is there are certain promises which include the word shall which many of us have personally experienced did not come to pass. I got quiet. I'm just being honest. Come on. I, I, I'm not blaspheming. I'm not being sacrilegious. I'm telling you the truth. Let, let's, let's talk about it here for a minute. Read for me Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. Ask, and it shall ask, be given you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, seek, and you shall and find. You shall find. Knock, knock, and it shall, and be, it opened shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth. Every one that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh, he that seeketh findeth. findeth. And him, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Now, the word shall is all through this. But have you ever asked and not received? Have you ever sought and not found? Have you ever knocked and the door just stayed shut? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. We can shout about it. Oh, yeah, God says shout. It's going to happen. But in the back of our minds, there's all these things that we know God said shout. And it just didn't work for us. Let's, let's look at Matthew 18, verse 19. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Well, you ever just heard somebody preaching about this, and boy, you went to somebody, and let's agree together, and you agreed together, and I mean, you, you, you know, you thought it's really going to happen now, it's, 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 and, and, and it just didn't. Can I get a witness? Am I the only am I going to be up here and be fully transparent and tell you it's happened to me and you're going to out 
sit out there and polish your halos and act like you've never, ever, ever had a time that you've ever agreed with somebody and it wasn't done. Huh. Well, how about this one then for all of you that are so holy? How about this one? James 5, verses 14 and 15. Is any sick among you? Let him call let for him the call elders, for of, the the elders of the church. And let them pray let over them him. pray over them. Anointing him with oil in the name Anointing of the Lord. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now and listen. And the prayer, and of, the faith prayer of faith shall save the and sick. And the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise and him And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed and sins. And if he have committed sins. They shall they be forgiven. They shall be forgiven him. Why aren't you all running the aisles right now? Could it be that you've come down and you've been anointed with oil and you went back sick? Did you say that's good or it could? <laughs> yeah, it could be. It could be. I'm telling you, it could be. I think all of us have been there. Let's be honest about it. So how do we reconcile this? How do we reconcile this? How do we look at the surety of shall and then look at promises like this and see that it just didn't happen? Now look, one thing we do know, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18, let's settle this one right up front. That by two immutable things. Two, now, two immutable things. You understand that word immutable. It's, it's the same root word as mutate, which is to change. So he's saying there are two things that do not change. Read. In which it is impossible. It is what? It was impossible. It's what? Impossible. Impossible. For God to lie. Not that God chooses not to lie. It's not that God doesn't want to lie. It's that God doesn't even have the ability. Now, look, I, 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 don't, I don't really have time to, to go into this in great detail, but maybe I should. But there's a reason why God doesn't have the ability to lie. It's because there is so much power in God's word that the moment God says it, it becomes the truth. When God looks at a 90-year-old man and said, your name is the father of many nations, at that moment, it became the truth. Now, if I'd have done that, I'd have been a liar. But when God says it, it becomes true. That's why, listen, I want you to understand that, church. That's why it's impossible for God to lie. The moment he says it, it becomes the truth. It may not have been true before he said it. Paul put it this way. He calleth those things that are not 
as though they were. Now, when I do that, I'm a liar. But when God does it, he changes everything. Are you still with me? Don't, don't sit on me now. We're going somewhere here. So let's settle this issue. All of these things, there is a surety to shall. But, but we know of things God said shall about that have not happened. But let's settle the fact it's not because God lied. Let's take that out of the equation. Now, I should have gotten some amens on that. No, no, I, I mean, I don't mean just a... I mean, I should have gotten some real hearty amens. So I'll try it again. Because you really need to agree with this statement. Whatever the problem is, it's not that God lied about it. When he said it, it's true. God doesn't lie. He can't lie. So there's got to be some other problem. Well, of course we know one key ingredient is our faith, right? That's why we don't really want to go there. We'd rather me just keep preaching shall, shall, shall and not really talk about our faith. Because most of us feel like we're very deficient in that department. Again, we're just being honest. We feel like we're deficient in that apartment, in that department. Now, now look, that apartment too, but anyhow. Um, Matthew 9, verses 27 to 29. Let's read a few verses here very quickly. I'm, I'm going somewhere. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him crying and saying. Two blind men followed him crying and saying. Thou son of David. Son of David. Have mercy, have mercy on, on us. us. And when he was coming to the house, came into the house, the blind men came to they him. They came to him. And Jesus, and saith Jesus him, asked them a question. Believe ye. Do you believe that I am able that to do I this? I am able to do this. They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their now, eyes. Now, now, hang on, hang on. Do you believe that I'm able? That's all he asked them. He didn't even ask him, do you believe I'm going to? He just said, do you believe that I can? And they said, yes, Lord, we believe that. And so, read. Then touched he their then eyes, he, saying. Then touched he their eyes, saying. According to your according faith. According to your faith. Be it unto you. Be it unto you. And I'm telling you immediately, they begin to see. But it was according to their faith. They had to believe. All right, Matthew chapter 17, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus rebuked the devil. Uh -huh. He departed out of him. Yeah, Jesus cast the devil out of that boy. The child was cured from uh -huh. that very hour. Yes. Then came to the disciples, the disciples to Jesus apart and yeah, they, said. They didn't want to ask him publicly. They were a bit embarrassed because they'd been trying to cast the devil out and they had not been successful at it. So they got him off to the side and they said. Why could not we what, cast him? What's the him? problem, Lord? You told us, in fact, he sent them out with authority over spirits. And yet, here they are. They can't cast this spirit out. Why isn't it happening? All right, read. And Jesus said unto Jesus them, said, because, because of, your unbelief. of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. Read. 
For verily I say unto you, truly I tell you, if ye have faith, as a, grain faith of a as a grain seed, of mustard seed, you, shall say you can this say mountain, to this mountain, remove hence, remove to, yonder hence place, to yonder place, and it shall remove, and, it shall remove, and nothing, and shall, be nothing shall be impossible unto you. You should have been able to do this, boys. But you doubt it. You had unbelief. And I'm telling you that faith as a grain of mustard seed will move mountains. Maybe, maybe, maybe before this message is over, I'll tell you my mountain moving story. I got a very real mountain moving story. God spoke to me. It's not the kind of mountain you think, but, but God spoke to me. And it happened, but maybe I'll have time to tell that, but not right now. I want to go into this. So, so here's what he says. So then let's read again. Let's read our text. And this is why I included this. Now, this was not a part of the original text when I preached this 20 years ago. But I included it this time because I want you to see Matthew 21, verses 21 and 22. Jesus answered and said unto them, uh-huh. Verily I say unto you, if you have faith if, and if you have faith and doubt and not, doubt not. Ye shall not only you do shall this, not only which do is done this which is tree, done to the fig tree, but also, but also if you shall say unto this, mountain, say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou removed and be thou cast, be into, cast the sea, into the sea. It shall be done. It shall be done. And all things, and all things whatsoever you shall ask, you in, ask prayer, in prayer, believing, believing you, shall receive. you shall receive. Now, we can't take those factors out of there. We can't take those factors out of there. In fact, I don't know if you noticed, both of these came from Matthew. This is not two different gospels recording the same story. This is Matthew giving two different instances where Jesus told the disciples the same thing. That if you speak to the mountain, it has to move. But in both cases, he said to them, there's a problem that can keep it from happening. And that is a lack of faith. That's unbelief. you got to believe whatever you ask in prayer, believing Let me tell you something, church. This is something I'd never thought about before. Stay with me here for just a minute. We'll get back up on the upside in just a moment, but you got to stay with me. You got to stay with me. I'm not here to, to blast you on your lack of faith. I'm gonna, I, I believe God wants to build some faith before we're done here today. And we do know faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So stay with me here. Um, um, I never really thought about it. From this light before. But you want to know what I believe goes on for most of the people of God? You want to know why I think we doubt that God will do it? Now, I've talked about before that we doubt ourselves. We think we're not worthy. I've addressed that. I've addressed it until I don't know how else to address it. It's not about you. It's about God. But that doesn't seem to ring the bell. So something else is going on, Brother Goff. And yesterday, I just felt like, you know, there is an enemy involved. There's an enemy involved. Now let me show you something. The, the Apostle Paul said, we're not ignorant 
of the devil's devices. Right? Are you with me? All right. So let me just show you something here. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 14. Listen to this. But their minds were blinded. Now, he's talking about the Jews. Their minds were blinded. Their minds were blinded. Amen. Read. For until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away. Uh-huh. The reading of the Old Testament. Yes. Which veil is done away, done away in Christ. In Christ. Now, he says that in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 14. Then in chapter 4, verse 4, he says this. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. In whom the God, in whom of, this the world God of this world hath blinded, hath blinded the minds of, them, the minds of not. them. Oh, I feel this right now. Hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light, Lest the of, the light of the glorious gospel, gospel of, Christ, of Christ, who is the, the image, image of God, God should, should shine unto them. them. Now listen, we know that the devil uses this tactic. He used it on the Jews. He blinded their minds. Do you understand what that means? He put something over their thought process that you can explain it and explain it and explain it. But they can't see that Jesus is the Messiah because the devil blinded their minds. He uses the same tactic on people out in the world, convinces them all you got to do is accept Christ when the Bible plainly says you got to be born of water, you got to be born of the Spirit. You must repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, receive the Holy Ghost. Why can't they see it? I'll tell you why. Their minds are blinded. So, Brother Chad, if he uses this tactic in other things, isn't it possible that when I'm up here saying, God wants to heal you, God wants to take care of this, God wants to fix the problem, it's not about you, it's about him. And everybody just looks at me. Is it not possible that the same devil is using the same tactic? And the reason some of you, you say, I just don't have any faith. I just don't have any faith. No, 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 no. There's faith there. The problem is he's got a blind over your mind. And what's going to happen? You've got to ask God, take the blind off. Let me see, God, like you want me to see. I'm telling you, you got faith for your miracle. You have faith to see it, but there's a blind over your mind. Woo! Well, somehow we've got to get the blind off. We've got to do something to get that blind off. See, you know, that's, that's why some of you that have taught Bible studies, you know, there have been times I've gone through it and gone through it and gone through it. And they still just sit there and say, yeah, but, yeah, but, 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 but I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. And you can explain it and explain it. They just don't get it. You know the problem? There's a blind over their mind. But one day, one day, oh, and how glorious it is when that moment comes. 
Sometimes it's the same scripture you've shown them. Can I get a witness? Anybody that's taught Bible studies, it's the same scripture you've shown them over and over and over and over. But one day you show them that scripture and they say, whoa, I never saw that. What do you mean you never saw it? I've shown it to you umpteen thousand times. Well, yeah, you've shown it, but they didn't see it. You know why they didn't see it? You can't see anything when you're blinded. You can show them and show them and show them. Amen. But they're not going to see it till the blind comes off. And God's got to take the blind off. I want to tell you what God wants to do at the Truth Church today. He wants to take some blinds off. There's, listen to me, saints. There's faith down in your hearts. There is faith for you to get your miracle. It's there. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you you don't have faith. I'm here to proclaim to you in the Holy Ghost you've got faith. All it takes is faith like a mustard seed. If you didn't have that much faith, you wouldn't be in church today. You've got faith. You just need that same revelation. You need that spirit of revelation to pull the blind off. Woo, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. That, that was just a side note. That's not even where I'm going. I just threw that in free of charge. Of course, a lot of what I've done the last several months has been free of charge. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, look, look, I, I want to I talk to you about something else here today. Amen. I want to come back to my original thought and the reason why I kept this same title. Amen. The surety of shall. I'm still convinced that the word shall is backed by an absolute surety. But there's something I believe God showed me yesterday that makes the difference in why sometimes that word shall just doesn't seem to produce. Now these prophecies we talked about in the Old Testament... The serpent's head being bruised. Bethlehem. You know, these things that we, we talked about really didn't involve whether or not man believed it. It was just something God said was going to happen. Raising from the dead. It didn't matter if nobody believed it. God, God wasn't waiting on anybody's faith. For the Lord Jesus to get up out of the grave. Are you hearing me today? It wasn't dependent, Brother Jared, on anybody's faith as to whether he got up. But some of these promises we've talked about are dependent on our will and our faith. And so I want to tell you there is a surety of shall. But it's another shall that has to come into play. Well, praise God. Mark chapter 5, verses 22 and 23 
familiar story. The preacher talked about it yesterday at the tent revival for those that were there. But let me show you something here. And I'm going to give you more than one witness so I can prove this. I'm going to nail it down with lots of witnesses here today. I want to prove something to you. Mark chapter 5. Amen. We're talking about the surety of shall. Everyone say shall. Everyone say shall. Everyone say shall. Now we know when God says shall, it means it shall. But let me show you something that activates the power of God's shall. Amen. Mark chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. In fact, get your Bible and rather than read it off the page, because I think there may be another verse in that chapter I might want you to read besides just what I put in my notes here today Mark chapter 5 amen I apologize for the chat but I just I'm just feeling this amen praise God Mark chapter 5 Mark chapter 5 praise God uh, all right now we weren't at the one with issue of blood yet so so just hang on to it let's go ahead and read from the list let's let's get here verses 22 and 23 first we're going to talk about Jairus's daughter let's start there uh, we're going to take these in order mark 5 verses 22 and 23 and behold there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue uh-huh. Jairus by name yes and when he saw him when he saw Jesus he fell at his he fell feet at his feet and besought, and him, besought greatly, him greatly saying he my, said my little my daughter, daughter lieth at the, at point, the of point of death. death. Now listen. I pray thee, I pray thee come and lay, come thy, hands and on lay her, thy hands on her that she may, that be, healed, she may be healed and she and shall she, live. And she, and she, now wait a minute. This is not Jesus speaking. This is not God speaking. This is Jairus speaking. There's something else that has to take place here. God said, if you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. But there's another shall that has to come into focus. It's not just what God says. When the will of man is involved, I'm telling you, there's got to be a second shall. There's got to be another witness. There's got to be a shall that springs up from within us. Jairus said, if you'll come and lay your hands on her, she shall oh hallelujah she shall she shall she shall live and she did hallelujah now we go on he meant he was on his way to Jairus's house and that's when the woman with the issue of blood that's where we pick up here in Mark chapter 5 and, and, and verse number 28 here's why she got her miracle listen to verse 28 for she said for she for she not Jesus not Jesus she said if I, if may, I touch, may but touch but his clothes I shall I what I what come on somebody I want to drive a point home today she said if I can but touch his clothes I shall be healed well I feel that that uh, spirit of unbelief rise up right now but I'm going to preach my way right through it hallelujah amen praise God praise God praise God 
Read for me. Read for me. Just keep reading there. That was verse 28. Keep reading. Verse 29. Listen to this. She said, she said, if I can just touch him, I shall be made whole. And what happened? Verse 29. And straightway. straightway. The Everyone say straightway. Everyone say straightway. That means immediately. Immediately. Instantly. Instantly. When she touched him, what she said shall came to pass. Now watch. The fountain of her blood was dried up. And she, she felt, felt in her, her body. That she, she was healed, healed of that plague. Now look at verse 30. And, and Jesus, Jesus immediately, immediately knowing in himself. That that, now watch this. That virtue had gone. Out of had gone. Mama. Not. And Jesus decided that virtue would go. Jesus didn't make that decision. I'm talking about the man Christ Jesus. You hear me? We're talking about the, the, the difference between humanity and deity. The humanity of Christ didn't make a decision. Am I going to heal this woman or am I not? Is this my will or is it not? I'm telling you there was something about it. When her shall touched God's shall, Jesus all of a sudden said, well, what happened? He didn't even have time to think about it. By the time he realized what happened, it was already done. There was something that took place when her shall touched God's shall. I'm plodding through it today. I'm plodding through it today. Come on, listen to me. What some of you need right now is you need to be praying, God, take this veil off of me. Get this blind off of me. Instead of saying, is it God's will? Is it God's will? Is it God's will? He didn't have time to decide if it's his will or not. Her shall touched God's shall. And when those two met, it just happened. Witness number three, Matthew 8 and 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. Uh-huh. But speak the word speak only. Speak the word only. And my servant, and my servant shall be healed. Shall. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm giving you every witness. I'm, I'm letting you know, saints of God, whatever you need, God is waiting on one thing. He's already issued his shall. He's waiting on some of you to jump on board with your shall. He's waiting on some of you to rip that blind off of your mind and quit saying maybe, 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 maybe. No maybes about it. It shall. Look, this is not just a New Testament thing. Let me take you to the Old Testament. I got to hurry. I got to hurry here. Amen. Amen. First Kings chapter 4, verses 18 to 23. I, I, this is a little, little bit more lengthy, but I wanted to set the stage so everybody would know the story here, what we're talking about. First, uh, Second Kings, I'm sorry, Second Kings 4, verses 18 to 23. Read. 
And when the child was grown, it fell on mm-hmm. a day that he went out to he his went out father, to, his to father, the reapers. To the reapers. And he said unto his father, he said to his father, my head, my head, my head. My head. And he said to the, he lad, said to the lad, carry him, carry to, him his to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his his mother, mother. he sat on her knees knees until noon, noon, and then died. And then the boy died. He died. Now, this was the promised child. It's the only child they had. They didn't have a child until the prophet told them God was going to give them one. This was their promise. And now it's dead. And now it's dead. What do you do? When your promise dies, what do you do? How do you deal with that? When the only hope you had is on your knees and it's dead. How's she going to respond? Let's read verse 21. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God. Of the man of God. Shut the door upon him. Shut the door upon him. And went out. She went out. And she called called her her husband. husband. And said, send me, send me. I pray I thee, pray thee one, of the young men, one of the young men, one of the asses, said, yeah, that I may run I may to the run man of God to the man of God. come again. I got to go find the man of God. I got to get to the man of God. And her husband said, and he said, wherefore thou well, would go to Why are today? you going to the man of God today? And it is neither it's new moon not a holiday, and it's not church time. And she said, and she, she said, said, she said, she said, Come on, somebody. And she said, it shall be well. My boy's dead right now, but he's not going to stay that way. I'm putting my shell right up there beside God's. I'm letting these two agree together. Woo! My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. I'm telling you, the man of God came and her son was raised from the dead. Why, why, why did it happen? I'll tell you why it happened. Amen, it was because of her shall. Her shall was the activator. Her shall, amen, was the ingredient that made God's shall come to life. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Now listen. I read to you a promise a while ago that I said many of us have tried. It didn't seem to work. But I want you to think about another angle of this promise. Matthew 18, verse 19. Listen to this. Again, I say unto you. Again, I say unto you. That if two of you shall two agree you, on earth. If two of you shall agree on earth as touching, as anything, touching anything they shall that ask. they shall ask. It shall, it shall be, done, be them. done. It shall be done. If two of you if two of you agree there's a power brother Jerry there's a power according to Jesus there's a power. There's a power. If two of you yes. agree uh-huh. as touching anything on earth, yes. it shall be done. Yes. Now, if there's that power, with two of us humans agreeing, what kind of power is there when I agree with him? Amen. When my shall 
gets in line with his shall. When my shall gets in line with his shall, when I start agreeing with what he says, what kind of power is there behind that agreement? Oh, I wish somebody would rip a blind off their mind today. Shall, 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 shall. Say, preacher, you're crazy. I know that's all right. Call me crazy. I'm just trying to drive a point home in somebody's heart. I'm trying to rip some blinds off some minds today. God's trying to take this church into a realm of the miraculous but we got some lines on our minds we got to realize we got to start saying shall we got to say it God's already said it we got to say it Ghost right now. Yeah, take them off, Jesus. Take those blinds off their minds. telling you there's a significance to our shall we, we, we often quote Second Chronicles 7 14 read it for me brother Goff read it for me if I want to show you something here if my, if people, my people which are called by, which my, are called name, by my name shall humble wait a minute, themselves wait a minute. if my people which are called by my name shall. what shall. what shall. what shall. all of this promise is hinging on one thing all of this promise is hinging on one thing. It's hinging on our shall. It's our shall that's holding it back. He said, if we shall, amen, if we shall humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Why? I'm telling you why. Because my people shall. Now I'm about to get reckless here. I'm about to get reckless. So if recklessness makes you nervous, you might want to take some Xanax or something. I'm about to get reckless. Do you believe what I'm preaching to you today? I have preached to you for just over an hour. I've preached to you about the surety of shall. Do you believe what I'm preaching to you? I mean, do you really believe what I'm preaching to you? 
Now, if you believe what I'm preaching, can you say shall when it comes to the following promises? Read for me again. You can be seated. Read for me again. James chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Read. Read. Is any sick, Is among, any sick you? among you? Let him call, Let him for, call the for the elders of the, of the church. church. Let them Let pray, them over, pray him. over him. Anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. And the prayer and of faith, prayer of faith. Wait a minute. Say, and the prayer of faith. 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 Come on, somebody. And the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith. God's waiting. He's already said it. He's waiting. He's waiting on you to say shall that's it God shall 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 yes. Woo. standing between you and your healing is not whether it's the will of God. It's whether or not you can really say shall. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. When your shall touches his shall, it's going to happen. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Woo! Mm. Mm. My Lord, my Lord, I know, I know, I know, I know my time is, is running short here, I know, it's running short, hallelujah, let me just, let me just, let me just, I don't want to get too bogged down in all of this, but let me just tell you, I mentioned a while ago my mountain moving story, now it sounds kind of humorous, but, but it's an absolute fact, it happened, it happened, way back, this was back in, Prehistoric times, 19 and, uh, must have been 1984, uh, my wife was expecting our second child, Andrea. I'd, I was working for Elder Wayne McLean in Houston, and uh, uh, this was in between school years. We're living in an apartment in the school building, and I'd already been elected pastor, my first pastor at Tatum, Texas, and so I had to leave to go pastor that church, and Elder McLean had to hire somebody to come in and take over my place in the school, so we needed to get out of that apartment, but the problem was if we moved, 
it was too far away for my wife to keep her same doctor and she's right at time for delivery and she didn't want to have to change doctors you know the last minute and in fact this was the same doctor that had delivered Erica and so he'd been my wife's doctor for a number of years now and uh, and so we were kind of in a dilemma we really needed we really needed that baby to come and uh, it was time for it to come my wife didn't show any signs of of going into labor and um, so my brother-in-law comes along and let me just give you a word of advice never trust your brother-in-law no I'm just kidding I got a good brother-in-law but he was young and foolish back in those days and we were even more foolish for listening to him but he came by to see us he was in still in college and he was there in Houston and they came by to see us and we were talking about our dilemma and he said well you know he said the old timers used to tell a woman just take castor oil they'd put her into labor problem solved and uh, so after he left we talked about it my wife said well we really need this baby to come I guess I'll try it so she now some of you don't even know what castor oil is be glad yeah yeah that and worse be glad you don't know what it is they used to think it's a cure-all and really the cure was worse than the disease most of the time and uh, so my wife finally agreed she's 23 years old I was 24 and uh, she agreed so she took that castor oil boy it wasn't long she's having major contractions I mean they they come in strong they come in regular and uh, she called her doctor and we didn't have any insurance at the time and he said well look you know we gotta we gotta just let you take care of most of your labor at home and and so you just rest and because uh, it's going to be too expensive for you to come into the hospital. And, and so just rest. And when they get to a certain point, I forget what he told her. They get to a certain point, then come on to the hospital, and then we'll deliver the baby. So she said, all right. So she called her mom. Her mom lived several hours away. And, you know, back in those days, there were no cell phones and all that. And her mom didn't have a car of her own. And so her mom got on a Greyhound bus started for Houston, what normally would have been about a five or six hour drive in a car on Greyhound bus adds several hours because they stop at every little nook and cranny and drop people off, pick people up, pick up freight, drop off freight. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it, it could be 24 hours where it should only take about six. And there's no way to call her, no way to get a hold of her. But she went and got a bus and started for Houston, come be there when that grandbaby's born. So my wife and I decided we'd get a little nap and get ready for an all-night baby party. So we, we went to get a nap. And when my wife woke up, she said, uh-oh, we got a problem. I said, what's the matter? She said, no contractions. I said, none? She said, none, nothing at all. I don't even feel the baby moving. 
And then you ladies know how it is. Every imaginable bad thought running through her mind. I've killed my baby. Uh, you know, all these things going through her mind. And uh, she didn't want to call her doctor and admit what she'd done. So they had this thing called Ask a Nurse. And you could call anonymously, talk to a nurse. So she did. The nurse said, no, no, so you hadn't done any damage. Said, Castor oil just puts your stomach into contractions. And if you're ready, then everything else will start. But if you're not ready, then when the stomach quits contracting, then uh, it just quits. And you just go right back to where you were. And you may still be another week or so before you have that baby. She thinks, oh, no, my mom's on the bus. I can't get a hold of her. don't know what we're going to do. We've got to get out of here. We've got to get on to to the church we're pastoring and, and I don't know what we're going to do and I said well honey I know what I'm going to do I'm going to go pray now, this is a true story I went to the church and I began to pray and I said God you see our situation you know what's going on you know oh God and I began to talk to God and I got a hold of God and I'm telling you if the Lord ever spoke to me and I know this sounds funny but this is the absolute truth if the Lord ever spoke to me God spoke to me that day and this is what he said he said go back and speak to that mountain my wife's nine months pregnant. <laughs> but that's what he said. He said, you go back and you speak to that mountain. I said, all right, Lord, I will. So I walked back over to the apartment, and I said, honey, I got a word from the Lord. She said, what? I said, the Lord told me to speak to the mountain. Her response was kind of like some of yours. I said, all I know is that's what God told me, so I'm going to pray for you. So standing there in the kitchen of our apartment, she raised her hands, and I laid my hand on her head. And I said, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak to this mountain. I command it to move in Jesus' name. God, you see, and you know our situation, and you've called us to a place of labor. And this good man has allowed us to stay here, but we got to go. And in the name of Jesus, I speak to this mountain and I command it to move in Jesus' name. I took my hand down, opened my eyes, nothing happened. And uh, so I thought, well, all right. I did what God told me. So evening rolled around. We finally got ready, went to bed, still didn't know what we was going to do. And my mother-in-law got there, but... We went to bed, 7 o'clock on the dot the next morning, on the dot. My wife woke up. She said, honey, my water broke. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God heard that prayer. Let us get a good night's sleep. And the next morning we went to the hospital and she delivered a baby. Well, listen, I'm talking about when God says shall, and when our shall matches his shall. I wish somebody would believe what I'm preaching right now. I wish somebody would get a hold of what I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you, I felt in prayer. I felt it yesterday all day. I felt it last night. I was up through the night praying. I felt like God said, he's ready to show this church some miracles. But he's waiting on you. He's waiting on your shall. He's waiting on you to get a hold of this.
come on we're not waiting on God anymore it's time now God is waiting on us he wants somebody to get out of your comfort zone is there anybody that can say the prayer of faith shall save the sick Read for me, Brother Goff. I'm almost finished. Matthew 18, 19. Read for me. Again, I say unto Again, you, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall. Shall. It shall. Wait a minute. It. It. I want some of you to say it, not because you're reading it, but because you feel it down in your spirit. It. 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 Come on, somebody. Why don't you find someone now? You say, I've tried before, preacher. It doesn't matter. This time is different. This time, you're going to put your shell in there. You had God's, but he was waiting on yours. Woo! come on come on let God pull the blind off your minds let God pull the blind off your minds Look, look, I, I got one more thing I got to say. One more thing I got to say. And then we're going to let God do what he wants to do. And the musicians can get ready. But I got one more thing I got to say. Amen. Amen. First of all, I've asked you, can you say shall when it comes to the promises of God? That's the first question you got to answer. Can you say shall? Not can you just read that God said it, but can you say shall? Then I got one more question for you. If it shall be done, I want to ask you this. When? 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 If you can't say right now, There might still be a blind up there. Read for me. Hebrews 11 and 1. Read for me. Last scripture on the page. Now faith. Now faith. I know we take that out of context, but I like the sound of that. Now faith. Not tomorrow faith. Not yesterday faith, but now faith. That's what God's looking for. Somebody that's so convinced of the surety of shall that you're saying right now, God, right now, God, right now. When? When? When, Brother Goff? Now, Are you tired of that sickness? 
Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Are you tired of struggling with those infirmities? Are you tired of the devil pulling you down? I want to know, do you believe that they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover? Can you say shall? I want to know when. I want to know when. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Is there anybody else? You believe it? It shall, it shall, it shall. Right now.